Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our coterie goes on a bewildering road trip to destroy the wards protecting the fictional city of Jamestown. I am Nick and I play Jason, the very hungry Banhuakim. Um... Hi, I'm Josh, and I play Clear Visions, the <laughs> Toreador. <laughs> I'm Russell, and I play Gordon, the American sniper, Lasombra. This is Ben playing Tommaso, the conveying Hakata. Hey, I'm Mike, your sadistic storyteller. So, FYI, just for everybody listening, uh, this is going to be a bit of a time skip. We are going to go past what we played in our live episode from Gen Con. So if you'd like to hear that, please take a look at it on our Patreon, Coffee, and let us know what you think. To set the scene, tonight's session opens, as we have so many times, aboard the Clear Visions tour bus. The Clear Visions tour bus is a softly lit, leather-appointed space, heavy curtains to block out the outside world in the noonday sun, Soft, cream-colored furniture. The coterie is sprawled out upon it. Dripping with sexual energy. Oh, so much sexual energy. Speaking of sexual energy, we see Jerry still nursing his knee a little bit. It's not quite been long enough for that to totally recover from Clear Vision's ministrations. We see Rosetta driving the bus, Suzanne, and the rest of the coterie. You're returning back to Kingsport, after dealing with the challenges you faced in Sandyville on behalf of Corey, when he was pretty dismissive about sending you on a mission to do for him, but you got it done, you dealt with a little bit of Anarch Rabble, found a really exciting case with an armless and legless man inside of it. His name is Bob. That's an old joke. Uh, yep. Yeah. His name is Food. If I have anything to say about it. What are y'all doing? Tommaso's not in his usual spot of close because the case is rather large and so he's sitting next to it on one of the pretty fashionably appointed couches and he's keeping an eye on everybody else to make sure they stay away from him. He's definitely the only one of the coterie who's physically capable of actually moving it around. So despite the fact that other people might be interested in the contents, he's the only one that gets to manage it. You can just put that thing in the luggage rack underneath the bus. No, I'm not doing that. Well, it doesn't match. doesn't matter if it doesn't match. It's important and it stays with me. Shouldn't we just put him out of his misery? No. He can be useful. Think oh, about I kind of like that. Yes, he can be very useful right now. Yeah, we've got a guy that is hungry and bullet-ridden. And he's got blood bags in the back of the bus that he never shares with anybody else. Oh, But maybe he needs... Look how skinny and small he is. He's he, always he that needs way. needs a meal. It doesn't change. You're drinking my last two right now. He needs some meat. We don't eat meat anymore. Double fisting blood bags over here. Say, look, he's already taken care of it. What are you guys even complaining about? Rip it, rip it, baby. <laughs> are you rating the blood bags in the fridge? Absolutely. Hell yes. Roll 2d10 for me. No. One success. There's one more blood bag left in the stack. You sort through the... You know how sometimes you sort through the wrappers that you stupidly left in your Halloween candy bag? God damn it, Tommy's been in here again. <laughs> That's funny. Why don't you actually clean up your own supply there? I throw an empty bag at him. So, Jason, are you feeling better? A bit. Um, 
well, I don't know about you guys, but I could also go for like a drink or something like that. And we have a, a quite a trip, right? No, we don't. We're almost there. Oh, okay. Well, let me just shoot out this tweet and uh, I'll just round us up some people that we could just snack on real quick. Okay. Get the show on the road. All right, fine. Whatever. I'm going to go into my followers list and DM five random people that live in this area. Okay. In Kingsport, there are multiple horses that are decorated, like all kinds of various things. So I want to find one that's painted like the night sky and all like spooky and then tell people to meet there. Awesome. That's 15 minutes out of the white. Fine. Whatever. Okay, Mr. Bloodbag. He's running low. I'm trying to help you guys here since you're so picky about what you eat. I need clear visions to give me a dice roll of charisma plus fame. Hell yeah. What he was built. Six. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. I said go to the horse. Come on. It's only like 20 minutes out of our way. She's doing it. Yes, sir. The tour bus changes direction a little bit, goes to the other side of Kingsport. And we see now the tour bus is driving across a dark college campus, dorm buildings and classrooms sprawled all across. The tour bus comes to a stop in front of a large domed building at the center. In front of it is a garden with fountains. And in front of the fountain is a blue statue of a horse. Clear Visions can see that six young men and women have gathered around it. They're all looking around with anticipation. They start to wave and jump as the Clear Visions tour bus pulls into sight. The tour bus comes to a halt. Rosetta's eyes dart up into the mirror, and she tries to make eye contact with Clear Visions. I'll look at her. Are you two just going to keep staring at each other? I thought we were having a moment. Is that all you wanted? <laughs> Sir, should I open the door? You know, last time when I opened the door, they... They flooded on when we did this before. Yeah, no, no. Go to the door and walk out, please. Oh, no. Just open the door. Bring them all in. Are you kidding? Mm. Rosetta. Okay, ready, everybody? Tommaso puts his feet on top of the case while he's sitting down. Sure, you don't want to put that in the luggage bin? No. Okay. There's a hiss of hydraulics as the bus door opens. Okay, Rosetta, honk the horn. Rosetta honks the horn. She honks the special horn. <laughs> yes. The one that says, clear visions, clear visions. <laughs> A stuff of nightmares. <laughs> and six young men and women begin to push and shove their way onto the clear visions tour bus. Clear visions finds himself suddenly surrounded with a throng of adoring fans loving him. Activating all immediately. Well, it's nice to see all of you. I always love meeting my local fans. So I'm going to need... Why don't we just have some asides, okay? I'd like to meet each one of you personally. So, and then I'll just like take one random one and walk to the back room. Keep two feet from me if you know what's good for you. Clear Visions leads one of the students away, a man wearing a white polo shirt. The other five, as Tommaso shouts at them, kind of cluster to get a little tighter and suddenly as clear vision's presence disappears away their faces kind of fall and they begin to look deeply uncomfortable at the situation they find them in looking at the kindred around the room all of your humanity has fallen to five or six right That's right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fact suddenly that little instinct in the back of a mammal's mind that knows when it's in the shark tank begins to tingle a little bit open that pit up open it <laughs> Clear Visions leads 
a young man away, powerfully built, strong, clearly spends time in the gym, nice triangular figure, white polo shirt, tight, bulging biceps. The official term is Dorito bod. Your visions leads the Dorito <laughs> bod man back to his room. Said and it. He follows Clear Visions back and he says, My name's Travis. I'm so excited to meet you. Hi, it's great to meet you. I'll grab his hand and then I'll pull him into a hug and immediately feed on him. Listen, my dad died. Clear Visions fangs sink in. How much are you taking from him? Two. A long, uncomfortable moment. I assume you close the door to your bedroom or do you not bother? Uh, I don't even worry about it. Clear Visions doesn't bother to close the door, so the rest of you see in a moment as Clear Visions pulls Dorito Bod Travis into an embrace, sinks his fangs in, and the young man begins to fall slowly to his knees, resting completely in Clear Visions' arms. Hey, kid, we're trying to make you some friends here. Why don't you do something about this? It's a bit crowded here. Then do something about it. I'm not your dad. Suddenly, the crowd begins to murmur and whisper. You can see that they've noticed what Clear Visions has done, and they're confused and starting to kind of shuffle away. And Fucking idiots. All right, everybody that's still here, listen up right now. I've got NDAs right over there on the other seat. You need to go sign them before we let you off this bus. Do you understand? Uh, is, is he going to be okay? Yes, he's going to be absolutely fine. The rest of you aren't gonna be unless you sign those NDAs. Yes, sir. Um, I forgot a pen. Do you have... There's pens on the clipboards. Get started. I'm gonna look up from my feeding, call to the rest of the coterie. I order you all dinner and you're not even gonna partake? Suzanne, you can have some of you on. Oh, no, you don't know what you just did. Gordon's going to stand up from the back of the bus, go up to the front... And he's going to say, once you've signed your NDAs, please hand them to me. And as everyone hands me an NDA, I'm going to look in their eyes and say, forget. Thank you. I say one at a time, one at a time. I can only take one at a time. He notices a pause from the one in the back as Suzanne has wrapped her around the waist and has a syringe in her neck. Very thick one. And she's drawing it out. Rosetta, you too. Rosetta looks at Clear Visions and then rolls her eyes, and you see she kind of pulls her hat down to where it's covering her ears a little bit. Are you going to feed, Jason? This whole thing is fucking awkward. <laughs> this isn't his menu item either. You look like you're hungry, Jason. Well, they're all here to meet Clear Visions, so let them all have their turn. Oh, I was going to do that at the end. We'll just take a selfie. That's all they really want. Okay. Jason. And I'll line them up to help them take their turns. All right, wait, you're next. Oh, no, we're doing a group selfie at the end. <laughs> okay. I know this weekend's at Bernie's, this guy. Okay. Okay, Jason, come here. Come here. Come close. Uh-huh. I did all of this so that we could just off these people and go super-powered into Kingsport. Do you know how good it felt to... We don't need to off anybody. Take that, let, that little bit of life essence. We don't need to off anybody. It's cold. I was going to come up with a funny wordplay, but I'm just fucking hungry. Yes. Just take the gift you're given. Quit being rude. Okay, yeah. So finish your little meet and greet, and I'll pick one off. Perfect. I take the one who is, like, unconscious that I sat on. White polo Dorito bod man. <laughs> I grab his shoulders and whip him 
so that he wakes up. <laughs> Whoa, what? Look him deep in the eyes and say, I'm so sorry that you're going to forget. Oh, hey. Whoa, you're clear visions. Hey, you were so stunned to meet me. We already did this before that you passed out. Oh, you want to take a picture? Yeah. Oh, and uh, well, I'm going to take a picture with all of you outside by that that stallion out there. Okay. Okay, you just... My head really hurts. Did I hit something when I fell? Yeah, you're probably going to have a big bruise right about here. And I'm going to, like, tap him on the head. Uh, God, I wish I wasn't such an idiot. It's okay. Uh, it's... Hey, Gordon, you want to take the picture? Gordon, please. You're so good with technology. What what, what, what kind of camera is it? <laughs> it's on my flip phone. Oh, that's perfect. That works. Gordon's going to take the flip phone. Not even going to try and like combat his bane. He's going to mess with it, and you just see it smoking. All three pixels of it fire off. <laughs> camera goes up in smoke. <laughs> <laughs> hey Rosetta, did you catch that? That was fantastic. That's coming out of your paycheck. Okay, which one of you wants to tweet the photo of us with your phone? Yeah, I have a lot of followers. I'm pretty important. Perfect. I look right at her and say, "You are important. I think this will be great." She stands there transfixed with clear visions for a very, very long time. Tommaso, please take this picture. Ah, <sighs> fine. He's going to get off the bus with the case. And I'll pull her in close by the waist and then pose with the whole group. Slams it down. All right, hold still. I'm only doing this once. All right, three, two, one. And clear resistance drops into a split. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You actually timed that perfectly for once. Congratulations. Thank you. So the crowd begins to disperse. It was lovely meeting all of you. And as they start walking away, I'm going to sweep up behind one of them and pull them into an alley. Jason sweeps in from behind. And how much hunger are you slaking? Two. Two. Gang, gang. It takes a long and uncomfortable moment, but you're at four hunger, correct? No, he was at three. Three. Congratulations. You do not frenzy. You were able to take this drink safely, turn to the tour bus, wiping away a bit of a mess. Yeah, remember the next time somebody else needs a blood bag, okay? Look at the alternative. That would have been easy. Do you see how easy that was? It's not as easy for me. You've seen it. Seemed easy for her, and I'll point at Suzanne. They were all my blood bags to begin with. (laughs) Why don't you help out? They actually weren't. I think they were. No, they weren't. Right, Suzanne? Finders keepers. Suzanne looks away from the syringe that she's pouring into a... That she's pouring into a brandy snifter. She looks around. I think we interrupted something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Never mind. Okay, Rosetta, hit it. Please. Yeah, we should probably just get out of here. There's a hiss as the hydraulics of the door close. The bus shutters back into motion. And you resume your journey, returning to downtown Kingsport. Kingsport is a... Quote, unquote, major metro area. The shade. (laughs) We see a skyline consisting of seven or eight buildings that are tall for the bluegrass region. (laughs) They have certainly almost dozens of stories. (laughs) 
they have multiple dozens of stories. I'll be honest here. They have multiple dozens of stories. That multiple being two. <laughs> the downtown is ringed by bridges stretching that stretches across the Portsmouth River. And the tour bus slowly crawls to a halt. Rosetta looks up into the rearview mirror. Looking around at the group, she says over the intercom, Sir, we're here. Uh, should I announce your return? No, let's take care of that ourselves. Should I park nearby or... Oh, keep the engine running. Yeah, hopefully this isn't going to take long. All right, kid, come on. They know you better than anybody else. I'm already out the door. <laughs> okay. Tommaso once again shoulders the case. He's carrying it with him. Clear Visions puts one finger underneath the case, like he's attempting to help carry it. Oh, that's so nice. I appreciate it. I'm doing my job. Gordon's going to follow the group out and bring up the rear. Suzanne stands up. See her finish the last gulps of her brandy glass and chuck it behind her. You hear it shatter across the floor. She steps down. Okay, I kind of like her now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, cousin, they've got a reputation here for not really liking the Duskborn. So if uh, I get into trouble, do you mind backing me up here? Just stay on the bus. Don't worry about it. But it looks so fun inside. No, no, we're going to be in and out in a few minutes, okay? Don't worry about it. I just want to see it. You can see it later, all right? This is important. And miss out on all this fun? Cut, shut up, kid. Suzanne, exactly. come. We finally got to feed together. I kind of I kind of like you now. Oh, my God. She hooks an arm through clear visions, and she says, You are on your own, though. <laughs> I'll just stay close to him. And Tom, Tommy, you won't let me get hurt. <sighs> Fine. And I'll hook my arm around Tommy, and we're going to wizard, wizard of Oz our way into this bullshit. <laughs> So with the three of you in front and with Gordon and Jason walking at the back. No, the kid's in front. He already took off. Oh, yeah, he did. I'm walking up the steps. Yeah. So Her- Gordon's in back. Harold announce our return. <laughs> no, don't. No, don't. Harold's, please. Jason approaches the entrance to the Bluegrass Theater for the Performing Arts. Why are you knocking this? Dude's right there. It's a large concrete and glass building. And standing on either side of the entrance, he sees two men, twins to Jason, somewhat darker skin, very long, dark hair, each of them wearing very fine suits. He's encountered them a few hours ago this same evening. Hello again. We are expected. They don't speak. Each of them reaches out simultaneously, grabs the handle of the door, and swings it open. Thank you. You step in, and you see... A softly lit theater filled with red and purple light, velvet upholstery everywhere, men and women dressed in evening finery. We see waiters walking around holding trays, clusters of people gathered in conversation. We see a group of dancers on a stage at the back with a spotlight tracking them across the wall dancing. You can see that a large box has been raised on one wall. You see a middle-aged woman dressed in a very fine, fine black dress that suits and fits her form very well. She has white streaks in her hair. She looks dignified. You can see that her gaze is transfixed on the dancers. You gather that's probably Prince Rochelle of Kingsport. Oh, God. As you enter, 
You see a familiar figure, one you love to see so, so much your best friend, wearing a pale blue velvet suit, strawberry blonde, red curly hair, extremely pale skin, slightly freckled, piercing blue eyes, walks over and you see the face of Cory, the Ventru Primogen. Good evening, sir. I, you seem to be a bit less indisposed than you were when we spoke earlier this evening. I got shot. See? Right here. (laughs) That is quite a story. Tell me, was the operation messy then? Do I even need to answer that question? That was quite a surprise in that case you gave us. Yeah, I'd be curious to know who arranged for this. Were you truly surprised to see what was in the... after the chaos that has followed in your wake? I wasn't, and I'd also like you to know... I am not the main cause of that chaos. Hi, I'm Clear Visions. (laughs) (laughs) And your sire? My sire? Who's your sire? I'm Cory. I am the child, twice removed, of Count Hardestop. Tommy's Tommy's arm that's still linked with Clear's starts tightening, and he leans over to him and he says, Say who the fuck your sire is. My sire? Who's your sire? (laughs) (laughs) okay but really i was sired by euphemia i don't know if you know who she is i have not i gather she must have been very important and surely a power behind the curtain you could say that yes has the task i requested been completed yes you're not going to be hearing from those anox anymore that will be enough to satisfy virgil i can offer him The work you have done and that will be adequate to grant you the right of domain within our bounds, though I would encourage you not to repeat your antics from any of the other cities you've visited and to be on your very best behavior. You don't need to tell me twice. You've heard about our antics? I'll tell you, we wish for nothing else, so maybe you could help us with a little information. I would be happy to. So you know what it is we're looking for. I do. So what information do you have to its whereabouts? I have no capacity to search for this thing on my own, you see, and my relations with Tremere are strained of late. Ever since Oswin disappeared, uh, I always got on quite well with him. Similar similar backgrounds, similar upbringings, but unfortunately he has disappeared and they've become very unwilling to speak with me, but that is where I would start if I had the connections to do so. See, I was always told that the Venture had tons of connections. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, could you give us the contact information then, and I will speak to him. The clan whip of Tremere, Irvin McKnight, is not fond of me or has often stonewalled any inquiries of mine. I sometimes gather that he's hiding something from me, but... Then he'll be pleased that he doesn't have to speak to you. Uh, Banu Hakim are sharp with their swords and with their tongues. I suppose you're prepared to go off into this challenging night. Well, you know we have a job to do. You're well armed. I will be on my way then. Tell Virgil thanks for the gift. So we just bringing that box in here and then taking it back out? Yeah, I like keeping it with me. It's a little weird. I'm a weird guy. I want to look around the room. Does Rochelle notice us coming in and then leaving? Give me a roll of wits plus awareness. 
It's three successes. Prince Rochelle doesn't budge. She's utterly transfixed. You are beneath her notice. What's she tra- transfixed on? The dancers, watching them closely. Every movement studied. Not missing a beat. Is this considered an Elysium? Yes. What are you doing? Okay, thank you. A few moments pass as the... All of you... As Gordon is studying Prince Rochelle, an elderly man... An elderly man, curling white hair, white button-down shirt, black bow tie, waiter's apron around his waist, steps over. He holds his hand out, and you see a tray of glasses filled with deep red fluid, roses wrapped around them, hanging over the top. You see at the very center of it, a black business card. Snatch! I'm snatching that card up. (laughs) I'm going to grab a glass. I'm going to refuse. I'll take a glass. I want two. And the business card. (laughs) 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 Do you pull out your penis to hold the business card? I I take my... Where's Teresa? I I take my human mouth. I grab the business card and then grab the glasses with both hands. Take it. And then while holding two glasses and then like the business card with like my index finger and my middle finger, like me. Wrapped around the glass. Gordon just snatches the business card out. Of say the rest of us have hands. Oh. And, and he looks at it. It's kind of my thing, but it's fine. Ooh. It's fine. Ooh. <laughs> Who's reading the business card? Gordon. Gordon. I'm going to DM you what it says. I don't think he's going to tell us. He's excited, though. Question. What's the AB plus supposed to be? I'm going to leave you to interpret that one. If you share with the class, let's group think it. <laughs> Yeah, he he takes the card, looks at it, and then sticks it in his jacket pocket and says, let's go outside. All right. Suzanne, let's go of Clear Vision's arm for long enough to snatch a glass off of a passing waiter since none of the ones over here were, since everyone took one. I didn't take one. Oh, I, t- I took two. No, but he took two. <laughs> yeah, he took two. Exactly. Yeah, she yeah. Took, he took two. <laughs> I'm going to cheers. You should cling. cheers yourself. I, I cling mine and then I like half-heartedly <laughs> cling one with Suzanne. Gordon, Gordon just takes his and sips as he's walking towards the door. Suzanne looks at Clearvision and says, it's usually worse for Duskborn. At least I'm allowed to be here and you're not trying to kill me. Not trying to kill you yet. Chug, chug. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking out. Take one sip of my drink and set it down on the bar on the way out. I just chucked my glasses like she did. <laughs> when we're outside, Gordon turns to everyone and says, how do you guys feel about a wrestling match? Oh, sort of the paltry form of entertainment hey, what, wait what did you say what about it we're going to a wrestling match wait really yeah i got tickets are you let me see that why it's kind of barbaric what's there do you know who the thoroughbred is are you kidding me that's a horse right no you, you don't realize what i spend half my time watching we're going to kiw this is like the best night of my own life. I really just assumed that was graphic gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. Listen, I'm too excited right now. I let's, get, let's get on the bus and let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. We, we got an appointment. Let's throw Let's throw Tommaso a bone and go, go see some sweaty guys. Yeah. So yeah, we all hop on the bus and we head to, uh, to here. Yeah. So Gordon... The coterie steps onto the bus. They've only been they've only been gone for a few minutes, and they can see that Rosetta is running a carpet cleaner. 
<laughs> hey Rosetta, how do you feel about wrestling? Uh, not, um, not, not, tr- tr- not Rosetta. Crazy. Trust me, trust me. It's gonna, it's gonna be great. Tommy's super excited about it. Rosetta, speak your truth. We figured since he's been burned in the past, we should give him a bone about this and just go to a wrestling match. I guess. Unless you don't want to, Rosetta. Yeah, I, do, do you want to cause that kind of pain to Tommy? <laughs> surely not. Um, <laughs> where am I? Where am I taking you? Uh, you said they uh, they perform at KIW, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's the KIW Arena. What is that? None of your business. Don't worry about it. We're going. If we're going, that kind of is our business, isn't it? Yeah. Tell us. The address is on there. Come on, drive. <laughs> if we're if we're late, we're gonna miss the pre-show. And this thoroughbred is in the pre-show? No, he's in the main event, you idiot! Then why do we care? It's an opener. The opener is just there to get everyone drunk and that opener, part of here. The opener is sometimes the best part. Haven't you guys been listening to me? So what you're saying is a thoroughbred is not going to be the best part. No, As so you thorough- have this conversation, <laughs> the door closes and <laughs> all away. Hey, Clear, can I borrow Rosetta while you guys go to the... Um, First of all, no. Keep it in your pants. Well, second I don't of mean all, like that. I just want her to drive me in her car and drop me off someplace. Wait, wait, wait. what? You're not coming? Show us that card. No, I've got uh, my sire wants me you to go sign look a bus. You sign us up for this bullshit, and then you're, and then you're not even going. <laughs> I don't even know. First of all, this is as a thank you to Tommy for being a wonderful code mate. I knew that he liked. <laughs> it's very wrestling. convenient. Thank you, Tommy. Now get the get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I mean, if you insist, I'll happily be gone for the rest of my own life. Why don't you just give me that card, and I'll take care of this. No, it's from my sire. Okay. Why? Well, that was convenient. He knew we were coming here. We told him. Yeah, we told him we were coming here. Well, can you pass a message to him? We want want him to know. That business card was real nice. Where's where to get it? I mean, I don't know where he got the business card at, but... Well, that's... Okay. I'll, I'll try and find out for you. Uh, I will oblige you going to go see him, but I need to know where's where's that business card from. Okay, okay I will find out for you. Listen, Patrick Bateman, we got more important things going on right now. But no, 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 you can't drive me where I need to go. We'll drop you off first. Okay, fine. Rosetta, drop me off at Spinal Cords, please. It's on the way. <sighs> the bus stops. <laughs> oh, makes a very long six pointed turn in an intersection. And Rosetta begins to drive in the opposite direction. Ah, damn it, I'm going to miss this one. Are you kidding me? Rosetta drives over to across town, winding through people out on the town celebrating, having a good time. It starts to get into the entertainment district down here. People are darting across the street, getting back to their cars and going back and forth between bars. And eventually you see... A large white sign with the lettering that says Spinal Cords Coffee House. Underneath of it, it says, underneath of it, you see a vinyl banner printed recently that says Spinal Cords presents The Bean Grinder. Live wrestling. The Thoroughbred versus Grant Von Jester. Wait a minute, it's here? But the, the, the tickets didn't... This is crazy. They're doing, they're doing events outside of KIW again? I thought that stopped. Wow. You guys don't understand. This is a special event right here. Tommy, I think he was trying to trick us so that only he could go see him. That's all I'm going to say. Spy man, I swear. <laughs> you, you don't play around with this shit with me. You know that. Gordon's not there. Gordon's off his final cords. Wait, where the fuck did he go? He, le- he did it again. 
I literally told the group that I was getting off the bus. To be fair, I didn't say the bus stopped and opened the door yet. No, so. that's true. No, he got off on the moving bus. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck and roll, baby. Tuck and roll. That hatch that Jason went out of. <laughs> he finds it. <laughs> the toilet doesn't actually work. It's an escape tube. <laughs> Why would you need a toilet on here? Except exactly. for Rosetta would need it, but yes. no one gives a shit about her anyway. <laughs> no, she just lets it hang out the window. Oh, God. <laughs> Jerry would need it, but nobody gives a shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think they're doing when they're off camera? <laughs> to fill our listeners in on the chaos you're about to be treated to, before we began our podcast, we ran a chronicle where the Coterie's Haven was placed in Spinal Cord's coffee house. So if we have a few animated discussions about what's involved in Spinal Cord's Coffee House and how it's laid out and what things look like. Just know there's a lot of history there, and you're just getting the privilege of listening to his banter. <laughs> the Clear Visions tour bus shakes to a halt. Gordon is already at the front, rearing to get off, kind of shoving the rest of you back, saying, no. Hey, hey, come on. I'll be back. All right, fine. Gordon steps off the bus. Come back, come back and pick me up after the uh, match. You need you, some support there? You don't want to miss the main event, though. I'll be fine. Okay. No. What? I'll be fine. Kid, you're going to enjoy this. Trust me. Who cares? You'll want to go with him. And clear as a purveyor of fine arts, you will enjoy this as well. I really feel you will enjoy their showmanship. Do you know this is fake, right? That's part of the point. Everything you do is fake. That is false. Oh! 100%. Oh! Oh! Am I going to have to adjudicate some PvP here? Because that was lethal. <laughs> you haven't let me do PvP before, damn it. <laughs> it's okay. I've seen how all of you die. <laughs> so, Tommaso does not believe that the wrestling match is happening here. No, I'm t- I'm totally in. I'm going in. Well, no, it sounded like we were going up to the top and he was going into the coffee shop. Yeah. I think that's where the confusion is. Okay, got it. Yeah. I was because I was like, it sounds like they're both happening in the same building. He's going to the office. Yeah, he's yeah. he's going to take the elevator down. We're going up to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to stay in the ground level. You guys are going to the top. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go see my wrestling. There's a top. There's a coffee shop with a stage in it. It's spinal cords. It's got a live music stage. That's where the wrestling match is happening. <laughs> I am so happy right now. None of us are on the same page. here. <laughs> Let's reset. <laughs> Why did I think we had a rooftop balcony? <laughs> I I, th- I thought we did. You guys, someone say to set the scene and start talking. <laughs> and you tell me what it looks like. And I'll tell you there's a wrestling match going on. I will play. I'm going to play one character <laughs> and somebody else story tell for a little bit. He al- he almost made it to the one shots, people. He almost made it. All right, fine. All right, fine. All right. To set the scene, we pull up. At Spinal Core. Are you going to do it? Okay. Well, fine then. To set the scene, our coterie pulls up in front of Spinal Cords. Spinal Cords is a old 1910 fire station that was converted into a coffee shop with a roastery in the back. And we see at the top of the building a bunch of floodlights spinning around in the sky. And crowds gathering awaiting for our event tonight you step in through the heavy wooden door glass windows and set into it and you see a large coffee bar stretched out you see a middle-aged man with 
torn and wrinkled skin, keeping taking drink orders. You see that next to him, the mascot of the University of Kingsport, a large lynx is seated on the counter. <laughs> the fuck is the lynx doing here? They sponsoring this or something? I knew this thing was going to be gauche. <laughs> it, it's pretty clear that the coffee place is sponsoring it. Pretty damn clear. Come on now. He is wearing a white shirt rolled up to the sleeves, gray woolen vest that's worn open right now. You can see he's sweating heavily. He just spares a glance for you as you enter, and he goes about preparing his next drink. You just let wild animals in here? Yeah, you know, he. one of the owners makes me keep him around. It's I don't ask any more questions these days. They have this. I don't ask questions. Okay, wait, is it a real animal? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's so gauche. <laughs> Cats are lame. Birds rule. Well, uh, do you guys want to go on up to the roof and uh, I'll take care of my business? Hey, hey, if you want to have fun, fine. I'm on my way. Come on, you two. Let's move it. I'm fascinated with this Lynx. All right, go. Go. Have fun. Have fun. Give me a ticket. Give me a ticket. Come on. Yeah, sure. Here. Take yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Come on. Come on, Clea. I know you don't want to hang around the cat. Let's go. Oh, I'm just going to sit by the bar. You go to your thing. No, come on. Seriously. You're actually going to enjoy this. I promise. Mm. I'm going to insight check this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a roll of wits plus insight. <laughs> Three successes. As the coterie walks in, Jason sees the lynx that's sitting by the bar, sits up a little bit straighter. He notices now it spreads its toes out. He sees the wicked claws on its feet stretch and elongate, rolls its shoulder back, stretches out and stares into Jason's eyes with a human-like intelligence. Yeah, I'm just going to give him a little nod in recognition and take a seat nearby. I'll be down here, guys. You have fun. Enjoy your show. What? I don't understand. This is going to be good. We could, we deserve this break, okay? We've been working very hard. Uh-huh. Come on. Fine. I'll go up there. About time. Let's go. Come on. Clear visions. And Tommaso step off in the direction of the elevators. They see that there is a column with an elevator placed at the center, heavy steel doors. They push the up arrow and they're waiting for a second. And Gordon is going to pull the business card out and slide it across to the barista and say, I believe that one of the owners is looking for me. The sweaty barista takes the card he flips it up, looks at it. Someone will be with you shortly. That's fine. Could you just have them meet me and point to like a qu corner of the coffee shop that seems relatively quiet and say, I'm just going to be over there. And he sits down with his back to the wall. He'll find you. Jason takes a seat at the bar. Gives a knowing look to the uh, baristas. I'll have what our furry friend here is having. The bartender hands Jason a glass of steamed milk. He says... <laughs> Caffeine will stunt your growth, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I grab a dish from behind the counter and pour it out. <laughs> pour a little into the dish for the Got him. <laughs> Pass it over. The lynx leans down and looks up at you, and you start to hear a lapping sound. <laughs> a very undignified lapping sound. You see flecks of milk catching on the tufts of fur that poke out of its cheek and its whiskers. <laughs> that sounds about right. A little while passes, and you hear a horrific caterwauling 
as the links on the counter starts to throw up milk. <laughs> the hell is going on with that thing over there? You're upstairs. I haven't gotten on the elevator yet. Mm. I'm still uh, waiting for it. We're waiting for the ding. Mm. Ding. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> <laughs> the elevator doors slide open. Ah, it's about time. Come on, Claire. A bit of a crowd has gathered. You step on. Yeah. If you say so. I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb in this thing. Don't worry about it. There's a lot of weird people that come to this stuff. You're going to fit right in. You're deposited on the rooftop. The rooftop is covered with black rubber rough tiles. You can see that chairs have been unfolded and placed in a rough semicircle around a ring at the very center. You see blue mats with ropes stretched around the edges of it. You can see lights placed all around it pointing to the sky. And you can see, at the very middle of it, a referee calling in the next two contestants. I think we made it just in time. Come on, let's get to our seats. Hurry up. What is this amateur hour? They have folded chairs. Yes, folded chairs. How do you think they got them up here? Oh, those look like the mats that people put in their garages. What is this? Yeah, trust me, you're going to see why. Have a seat. Come on. Fine. Gordon. Yeah. Seated with your back to the wall. A very, very handsome man steps in. Beautiful. Dazzling. The most handsome of men, huh? Have you met Clear Vision? <laughs> Supernaturally beautiful. Steps in. Brown locks of hair hanging in an elegant curtain around his face. An anachronistic Victorian-era suit. Deep plum. Incredibly pale like he's carved from marble. High cheekbones, sharp nose, steps in, and in what seems like an instant, crosses the floor, and suddenly Gordon finds himself faced with this beautiful man staring him in the eyes, reclining comfortably, and as if by magic, a glass of what looks like wine appears in his hand. You got my message. I did. Care to uh, tell me who you are? Edward Stewart, resident billionaire tech god extraordinaire. And I've come to you to flatter you with the opportunity to help me. Well, consider me flattered. Well, what kind of opportunity are you talking about? My friends, someone who does the kind of sorcery that I don't touch with a 10-foot pole knows what you're after, and you know what else they know. They know that your friend in white is pretty transgressive. They know what he did. They're willing to keep their mouth shut and help you out. One could say that everyone knows what he did. Can you narrow it down? He does a lot. He did the sort of thing that would have Prince Rochelle calling a blood hunt for him. You're and what would you like us to help you with? Clearly, you are looking for some kind of help here. I'm here to help you. Oh, really? And what's this help going to cost us? Nothing. Nothing but time. If it were a cost to pay, I'd pay it. As I said already, I'm a billionaire. I'm a tech extraordinaire billionaire. Time is just as good as money. Uh, not yours. Mine, certainly. <laughs> that, that can be debatable at times. So what is it that we can use our time towards to buy your silence, so to speak? And they want more. More what? From him. They want him to do it again. Okay. 
It seems the Tremere misplaced their primogen. And so you would like us to ensure that said primogen is not found? Yes. He's almost certainly suffering a fate worse than final death, and it would be a mercy to give him... I believe that is something that we can arrange. And here's what's more. They know what you found in Oxford. The twin to it was here in Kingsport. I have a question real fast. I have three in Streetwise. Mm-hmm. Would I know who's leading the Anarch faction now, first of all, and then also like how that power shift came to be? Go ahead and give me a roll of Intelligence plus Streetwise. I'm going to willpower this, and that's five successes. Gordon knows there's never a leader of the Anarchs. There's never a chief Anarch. But there is a Baron who exerts more influence than anyone else. He's probably looking at him right now. (laughs) So you keep quiet about certain indiscretions, and we help liberate the head of the Tremere, is what I'm hearing. My benefactor would love to help you understand what you found in Oxford. You see, they're quite an expert on this matter. And the Second Inquisition stopped them from being able to investigate it fully. So they'd really be willing to help you if you brought them the package that's hidden away. The Second Inquisition, they stayed. They've claimed it for themselves. How do you propose that we... um, I can get them off your back. If we are able to liberate the body, but no one is home, will there be fallout? that comes back on us for that. You see, I'm untouchable. The Camarilla can't kill me. They can't touch me unless they want their entire masquerade evaporated. So the fallout would fall on me, and I have quite a large umbrella. I never should have set that up so well for him. Yeah. So let's cut back. Yeah. Let's let Russell stew on that for a little bit. Clear Visions and Tomasa, you're standing on the roof of Spinal Cord's coffee house. People in chairs all around you, standing up, clapping enthusiastically. The chairs are actually pretty nice, like they're folding chairs, but they do have foam on them and stuff. Like, they're not total crap. See, they're cushioned, I told you. Clear Visions will be taking a penalty moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) There's lights in the sky overhead. People are lighting off small fireworks over the top. (laughs) <laughs> terrifying <laughs> fire are you getting oh now now you're worried about fire oh, now wait. you're worried about fire <laughs> who am i who am i oh it's so scary fire <laughs> <laughs> that's it i quit <laughs> bye okay i take it back i kind of like this place now <laughs> all right so um, i'm gonna take over at this point at this point you're gonna see the baron standing in the ring he is pretty statuesque, slim, coming in about 6'2". You can tell he's got pretty much a boxing build going on, really steel face and blonde. Very, very intense look. Then at the same time, you hear this really thumping rhythmic beat. The crowd starts going absolutely wild because the star of the show, the thoroughbred, is hitting the ring. Taking to the ring, running around, hitting the stampede, high-fiving all the fans, and when he reaches Tommaso, Tommaso's never washing that hand again. He is so excited. He actually looks happy for once. Disgusting. You shut up right now. 
All right, don't take this from me. So the thoroughbred slides into the ring, hits the turnbuckle for a pose. Roughly about the same size as Jed, maybe a little slimmer and taller. Uh, long mane of black hair running down his back. Really thick goat- black goatee in the front. Pretty intense, steely look as well, though he does tower over the Baron. Clearly, this is going to be a matchup of speed versus size. But the thing that Jed thrives on, his name is Jed in real life, by the way. His government name is Jed. Jedediah Jessup, for those who don't know. That's his Christian. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the joke, yeah. Former football star who got into the world of wrestling when his college career was derailed by an injury. And the thing that he has going for him is the fact that He's secretly a thin blood that's granted him athleticism beyond humanly means. He's been able to hide it very well from most of the world, but obviously, Tommaso and Clear Visions sitting in the crowd can see right through him. Something. Give me something. Anything. Woo! Go sports ball. <laughs> I swear, I should never bring you to anything. This is ridiculous. All right, Thoroughbred, come on. Clothesline. Clothesline. Scored. The touchdown! Woo! As the match proceeds, Tommaso gets whipped up into more and more of a frenzy. He refuses to sit down. The people behind him get mad because of his bulky frame. They're throwing drinks at him and stuff. Hey, sit down! You fucking bitch! I'm watching this show! You're in the way right now! I can't fucking see the thoroughbred! He's my goddamn favorite! You think he's my favorite, too? Shut the fuck up! Oh, shit, I didn't mean nothing by it! That's right, you didn't. Cutting back to Jason, make a roll to see if I can hear them talking. Wits awareness. And awareness. Yes, okay. How's that? (laughs) Three successes. (laughs) Three successes, he can hear bits and pieces. Not not to put the whole story together, but... But I at least understand who it is he's talking to, though. Oh, yeah, totally. Edward finishes up saying, my benefactor understands that I'm untouchable and that I have a very large umbrella. You want us to stick our neck out there, potentially incurring the wrath of the Tremere, S.I., and the Prince, all for vague promises to not tattle on one of our coterie mates for his indiscretions. I can call Prince Rochelle right now. I have her number. I'm sure you do. Call that bitch on his bluff. He isn't calling shit, these cami fucks. <laughs> we are flying under her radar. Are you? She didn't even notice us when we were in the Elysium tonight. Or is she a master at pretending? She didn't even notice us. Maybe that's what she wants you to believe. I'm just not feeling the love for doing your dirty work. And the, tr- quite frankly, the Tremere's dirty work. Truly, I sympathize. Doing the Tremere's dirty work is revolting. Quite frankly, why would we put ourselves out there like that? Especially with SI involved. I really believe SI's probably done the work for us that we need to do. Edward stands up. He offers a hand to Gordon. And he says, am I to take it that you refuse then? and that your choice is to risk a blood hunt. Let me go and discuss this with the one that uh, made the indiscretion. See how he feels about it. How does that sound? If you die horribly, I'll regret it. I hope you die well. Good evening. Good evening. 
Edward stands up, turns around, and leaves. Can I make an insight check, see, and see if I notice anything strange about this cat? Sure, go ahead. Give me wits plus animal, Ken. Uh, that's four successes. I still have to tell that pretty fucking weird for a lynx to be sitting here. Like, So could, could, would, would I be able to tell that this is probably a kindred? Or maybe like a familiar of a kindred or something like that? Yeah, there's certainly something special going on here. I'm going to walk up to Jason. The cat is just down on his belly, and I'm making air biscuits, yeah. Oh, are you holding him like a baby? Oh, He's just sitting on the counter, and I'm just sitting next to him, pretending to watch the TV, trying to listen to you, and just passively just like scratching him behind the, he- behind the ear and on the chin. How much of that did you hear? Not much. Spare words. Well, it appears our friend in white has... Hmm, his indiscretions have been made known. You're going to have to narrow this down for me. I have a name. (laughs) (laughs) Say it it in front of the cat. Say it. Say the name. I refuse. You're not here. Um, Say it three times. (laughs) You know how he was like different a night or two ago and he's clearly lost something within himself that something that he is missing has caught the eye of the locals, so to speak. So basically, they're not happy with what was lost. Is that right? Uh, I don't think it's not that they're not happy with what's lost. They have a job for us. They're trying to blackmail us to keep quiet about our friend and, and to have us um, bring it to basically take care of a problem for them. But I believe that we should maybe go and catch up to our friends and watch this match and we can discuss this further. Yes, that's probably for the best. Gordon turns to the the lynx and says, please tell your master that we will discuss and get back to him. The lynx stretches out a leg slowly and lazily and just presses a paw against Gordon's chest, stretches its claws a little bit, massages once and draws it back. Gordon slowly pulls his, his silenced 9mm out so it's hidden in his the folds of his coat and says, we wouldn't want to make things too messy, now would we? And with that, I'd, I'd usher Gordon away. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and the crowd, the, the crowd erupts as the thoroughbred successfully defends the KIW championship that he just got back from with a tour on in Japan. He rolls out of the ring, and the first person he goes over to is Tommaso. Oh, great. Tommaso's eyes, big as saucers, reach a hand out, thoroughbred clasps it, and says, I always appreciate seeing my biggest fan around. That, 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 thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's, all, it's, always, it's, always a pleasure. it's always a pleasure to watch you. Seriously. I, I, thanks a lot, sir, and I'll see you around. And then he goes off the rest. Claire, did you hear what he said to me? That was, that was amazing. I... I it's the best night of my own life. Seriously. It is so uncomfortable being on the other side of that. Ugh. Gordon and Jason emerge from the elevator. As the match is ending, they see Tommaso and Clear Visions. Tommaso is kind of hanging on Clear Vision's shoulder, talking in, talking directly into his ear really loudly, like kind of a slightly drunk guy does. I mean, did you see how he hit the stampede? I haven't seen him do it that way in at least three years. He must be feeling great. I mean, 
you see flecks of bright red blood of Vitae at the corner of his eyes. He's crying with happiness right now a little bit. Tommaso, the six foot four brick house of a man, rendered to tears. Hey. Because the thoroughbred recognized him. But here, Gordon pulls out of his pocket a handkerchief. Oh, shit. Hey, Spy Man. Um, and says, here, you, you just touch your eyes up a little bit. Wait, wait, seriously? Oh, oh shit. Um, okay. Got a little emotional up here. Yeah. Uh, Did yeah. you all have a bro moment or something? No. <laughs> it was. It was fine. We watched those guys dance around, and... Did you enjoy the showmanship? No. Did it bring back memories for you? I'd much rather have stayed in the coffee shop. He doesn't know what he saw. It was amazing. Trust me. He was just jumping on a rope, and then he sat on his chest. Then they counted to three, and it was over. It was so much more than that. But listen, I understand. We got bigger things to do. I'm focusing. I'm back in it. All right? Let's, Let's... Okay. What's up? And he drags you two over to a dark corner. Hey, thoroughbred, thoroughbred. I'll, I'll, I'll be here next time, I promise. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Gordon, do I make people act like that? Yes. Oh. It's why we all cringe every time you take the stage. <laughs> but that's okay, bud. Um, we we got to talk about what happened in that scrapyard. Now, we've danced around it. What happened? We know that you drank that body, we know that you diablerized him. And? That's now presented us with a opportunity slash problem? Wait, what? Yeah, your aura is kind of a walking red flag. Yeah. What do you know about aura? Can you even see him? Yes. Can you? Yeah. He actually can, yeah. Can you? Yes! Clear as day. Do you have the Auspex power to actually see aura? Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no, he doesn't. I, I feel like this is social role play here. Yeah, so let's go with it. Clear visions. If you guys want to roll deception against each other. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Let's, let's see yeah, let, let's, let's see. Yeah, let's see Clear's insight roll. Roll wits plus insight versus Jason's charisma plus subterfuge. <laughs> Good thing I got one success there because that was going to be a critical fail. And I crit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> clear as day. No, I'm clear. Your eyes are clouded. You can't see anything. The gods have not blessed you with my magnificent sight. Okay, either way, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's others that can. Yeah, we know that you did it. Okay, who who here hasn't? Uh, I don't believe any of us have uh, diabolized someone lately. All of us. <laughs> Not according to my eyes. No. <laughs> well, your eyes are seeing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Not for a lack of trying. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> a third party has said that they will keep quiet about your indiscretion. And all we have to do is do what we were going to do anyway. I mean, if everybody knows, we even really need them to keep quiet about it. Listen, I unfortunately, one of the things I'm charged with making sure of is that he stays with us. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to insist on this one. I'm untouchable. You haven't even heard what we have to do yet. I know, but if they're threatening him in any way... There is a certain line that I'm not willing to cross. I'm aware of that. And that line is actually right now. 
Okay. Which is, they want us to go up against the SI. Really? Who currently have the ward, and they have the primogen of the Tremere. Wait, you're absolutely sure they have the ward? Based on the intel we just received, yes. You trust this source? I trust him enough that he knew what Clear had done. Now, I will say, I will say this. I believe that their intel is slightly flawed in the fact that they believe that there are just two wards and not as many as we know there are. And that number is? More than two. More than two. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you're saying they know about another one? They know about the one in Oxford. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's not good. No. And they believe that it has a twin, which is the one here. Mm. So where is SI holding it? Did, he's, did they say? He did not give me that information yet. Damn. It would be my assumption we could get that information if we were to accept the job. But. So how else are we going to get to it without accepting the job? We have to get to it. You know, it would actually be really easy if we could just strong arm them back. Strong arm who back, SI? What? The Camarilla. You want to strong arm the cam. Yeah, it would have been really easy if we had all those werewolves on our side, but, you know. I mean, to be fair, we're not going to strong arm our employers anyway. Why? We're not employed by them. Yeah, we're not technically employed by them, but. They could fuck off. I am. I kind of am. Disgusting. We could. I think that's. Bring the werewolves here. They're dead. Not all of them. No, we're, we're not giblets. going. No, no, we're not going all the way back to Vortex. No way. You t- That's a terrible idea. You turn those things into pet. What hey. assets do these Tremere have to help us? Yeah, that's the other thing. It sounds like. And why? What? Why even would they? Well, because they want. They have a job for us. They want us to succeed. Yeah, they want us to. Or they want us to be fodder for the Second Inquisition that, and what, set us up. They want us to really take care of their primogen. They were going to give us a bonus if we give them the ward. Uh, no. I, I can agree. take care of their primogen. Is that what they're looking for? That's what they want us to do. Oh, perfect. I'm fine with that. Assuming the primogen's not the ward. <laughs> and why are we scared of them if they're not willing to do this on their own? Are they not strong enough? No, I would why say... Why would they have... I would say they're looking for a fall guy with the prince. Yeah, you don't... I know and you we haven't... present the best opportunity. The kindred around here, while Virgil was ascending the sheriff, some others took a pretty significant L, all right? And he used that to basically step on everybody's back and get to where he is. He's a fucking backstabber. He's a bullshitter. I don't like him. And I'm perfectly fine finding a way to strike back at him on the low, if you catch my drift. Isn't that presumptuous? Presumptuous of what? That I don't know what's going on here. You act like it, so I felt like I needed to tell you. Oh, I'm well-versed in the political game. I just think it's boring. Oh, congratulations. For some of us, it's our bread and butter. So, I'm presenting this offer to the Coterie. Do we take it? Do we tell them to fuck off? I say we take it. We tell them to fuck off and get the ward. Why not both? Jason, your eyes are turning there. Is there something that you would like to, to say? I mean, we need the information they have about where this ward is. Yeah. So, so I've killed SI before. I'll do it again. I got no problem. Yeah, I think my my line in the sand here is I don't want us to cause another masquerade breach. <laughs> That's funny, considering who we got over here. Right. Definitely I mean, do not want to tangle with the SI at yeah. all. 
Yeah, DSI is... Isn't the whole job tangling with DSI? Not the whole job. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole job it would be tangling with DSI. Exactly. And you just said you don't want to. I know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning to saying no. But we need to, if they had the ward. And it'd be nice to get just get paid for it otherwise. If we've got resources that can be marshaled on our side, it's going to be helpful. So we do have another potential lead we could pursue. What's that? Tremere man, Irvin. Irvin? You mean the whip? Yeah, that one. I get the feeling that if we leave, this deal is out the window. I don't think we can pass this up. I say we try and sweeten the pot a little bit. What do you think? Absolutely. At the very least. Yeah, if we're going to get willingly blackmailed, let's get something out of it. Yeah. That's why I'm all in. Well, we do have another lead we could pursue. But, I, see, the, the, but the thing is, if we go to that, then it's just them, oh, our sire's gone. and <laughs> Primogen's gone. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna whine. Appreciate that impression of my role play. Yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't. Well, we haven't seen this be, guy yet. That <laughs> might be better then, because we know at least they're honest and wanting to help us get him back instead of this guy who may have an alternative agenda. They would at least have a just agenda, right? Yeah, this guy clearly has an agenda behind the Primogen dying. Yeah, he's probably gonna eat him. No, he wants us to to do that piece ourselves he, he wants you to eat again basically i'm here for a good time not a long time baby let's <laughs> let's just go with it <laughs> oh, all right so gordon's gonna go back down the elevator that ospet stalking again <laughs> yeah i think we're all coming at this point okay yeah i mean there's no and reason to stay up here show's over he's going to approach the barista please let edward know that i'd like to talk to him the Barista, sweaty-haired, blonde man with long hair kind of falling into his eyes, uh, reaches over, taps the lynx on the shoulder a little bit, kind of scratches it. The lynx stands up, does a long cat-like stretch, paws stretched in front of it all the way. They cannot be up to code having this feline. Jumps off the bar and walks across the floor and kind of rolls its eyes as it bounces off the counter. <laughs> I think I think that's Edward's familiar. <laughs> See it. <laughs> stretch up the wall and smack the button for the elevator. Hey, hey, Spyman, did you say Edward? Yeah. Oh. What do you know about him? I know a few things, but I don't think we should talk about him right here. Yeah, probably not. I get the feeling this is his seat of power. Uh, yeah, this is all the, the dots are starting to connect. A long moment passes. You're left alone at the bar. Oh, no, I go back to where I was sitting where we first met. How dare you think we stand? <laughs> <laughs> the elevator door is open. You see Edward. Carved marble face. Perfectly arranged brown hair. Crushed burgundy velvet suit all around him. Tailored perfectly. Steps forward and seemingly out of nowhere. Smoothly draws a chair across an even... Hey, 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 clear. That's how you enter a room. I believe that's what the children call swag. <laughs> Clear visions. Fellow roses must stick together. No one understands us. Well, thank you. I love that you've heard of me. Uh, I loved the roses, and I would have loved that business card if it didn't get snatched away from me. But, um, I guess we're going to accept your deal or whatever. Tommaso Galenti. Not quite yet. I'm, I'm actually very interested to meet you. I've heard some things. The capo must be proud. 
his ambassador is representing him so well and making deals across a broad spectrum. Yeah, unfortunately, some of the deals recently haven't been the best. So let's see what you've got for us. Young Banu Hakim, Alan has been absent from Kingsport for some time, and we're all questioning where he went. He's a busy man. He travels. What's your interest? Where the Banu Hakim are concerned, all of our interests align. Sure. So, we are very interested in your deal. However, there's a few things we might need to negotiate on. Especially since I know for a fact that you and some of your friends recently tangled with the SI, and it didn't end that well for you. I hacked an SI drone, I'll have you know. Yeah. I can divert the SI's eyes to wherever I'd like them to see. So why didn't it work out for you about a month or so after? <laughs> and I, and I, okay, yeah, let me, let me add on to that. I heard one of your former friends just kind of wanders the city now, a babbling mess, somebody that you don't take care of despite what he sacrificed for your cause. He doesn't see everything I do for him behind the scenes. It takes a lot of money to keep the streets clear for him and to keep him from committing even worse crimes than he's already committed. Isn't that the mark of true friendship, that even when my friend has forgotten all memory of me, I'm still willing to pledge my life and my fortune, my immense billionaire fortune, tech billionaire fortune? Hey, Edward, you want to use that fortune? I got a couple riders for this task. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to be here, but it just seems like it would be cheaper to keep him in a cage. And... That wouldn't be best for what's left of my friend, and perhaps his humanity is out there for him sometime. That was for you, Chris. Pours a goblet of blood on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Mentioned riders, so... Yeah, I got some demands. accepting in general. Potentially. Potentially. With an asterisk, I will only partake if you give us the riders. Name them. First of all, I want flaming pistol rounds. Oh, hell no. 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 I know a woman who can make that happen. As many as you can give me. Two. As many I can as many as I can get you. Yep. That 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 actually leads into our second Wait, request. So you're gonna go Which is a flamethrower. No. Which is Easily done. No. <laughs> a a line wanna... of credit from one of your many Shell companies. What's how high of a limit? Ten million dollars. <laughs> pocket change? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's pocket change to you. And no flamethrower. <laughs> Absolutely no flamethrowers. I don't care if there's a million in this city. No flamethrowers. No flamethrower. Wink. Maybe a flame. Edward thrown. winks back. Um third, I believe my young friend here would like you to facilitate access to the Tremere and their vast arcane knowledge. That is more difficult to do. That's much more difficult. You see, there are very few, there are few Tremere who stand on this side of the Ivory Tower. Many Tremere stand inside the Ivory Tower, but on this side of it, there are few. I can arrange a meeting 
but it will be clandestine. That's the only way we operate. Well, we might want to leave certain somebody behind if we're talking clandestine. No, I'm talking about. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> Let's talk about Gordon like that. Finally, we want all the intel you can give us on the SI, where they are keeping the primogen, and where they are keeping the other package that we talked about. And I would expect your support against them. I don't have a problem dirtying my hands taking these fools out, but we're, that's what we're, we're trying to avoid this. <laughs> I, I know them. They're still going to find a way. All right. Fine. You know who? The SI. Okay. I've, I've dealt with them since I was embraced, literally my first night. Well, that's because you're a soldier. You're meant to deal with them. The rest of us are more sh- used to being in the background. <laughs> All of us used to being in the background, sure. I'm not in a chorus line. I'm on the main stage. A Lonnie agent penetrated very far into their defenses and reported back, though he was unfortunately captured. I was about to say, if it's the Lonnie agent we've been dealing with. <laughs> They're known for turning up in unexpected places. And yeah, don't remind me. First of all, the ward is concealed within the Kingsport Giga Cavern. The Camarilla and Anarchs used it for a long time as the site of a convocation. Yeah, I heard that didn't go very well last time. It was raided, attacked, and it turned out the Tremere had hidden the laboratory away. It turns out the Tremere Primogen had concealed himself within something to do with the beckoning and madness overwhelming his sanity, but truly academic concerns of his. The more important thing is he was trapped inside. So that's where they found him? Yes. They've since strengthened it. It's become DSI's center of operations within the Bluegrass region. We think they keep a data center inside, at least our Lani agent, who is somewhat technologically incompetent, said he spotted a large number of computers We know they have kindred-slaying armaments, a new weapon, one they haven't deployed against us yet. So how are you getting us in? Shipping containers on a truck, heavily armed and armored. Are we going in during the day? That would seem unwise unless you have talents for moving about in a day. Well, no, that's definitely not my wheel back. Do you know if there are any unused or unknown passages that the Anarchs or Camarilla installed that they are unaware of? I know of one, but it may be watched more carefully than the main entrance. By who? By the SI. You see, it was used by the prince herself to escape. It's a very heavy wager you propose. Do we accept this? Do you accept our... Our asterisks. Your requests are easily done. I'd intended to provide more. Like what? Like what? We haven't shaken yet. Yeah. Exfiltration? Oh, yeah. How are you getting home? Oh, I totally forgot about it. (laughs) Yeah, how are you going to bring us home? (laughs) Sell us on on your exfil plan. We already know how we're going to do that, but what I'm <laughs> I thrive on luxury and... As I can tell, you are a very fancy man. 
I had planned to leave a dozen limousines waiting nearby and allow you to pick one of them. I want the white one. <laughs> the white one with gold for him, baby? <laughs> yes. Where will this limousine take us once we're done? To a helicopter. Ah. Which will take us where? Wherever you want. Can it take us to Greenville? Of course. That'd be fine with me. Mm. That way we can also just have the bus leave at a different time. So then they won't even know that we're here. I'll make a big show of it. That's a great point. Make them think that we left. That's great. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. Any other things we want to discuss here? I'm good with this if you guys are. Payment for taking out the primogen. I've already given you a $10 million line of credit. No, 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 no. That was just so that we would go in and take care of your SI problem and bring the primogen out. We We have not discussed... Bring Actually the primogen kill, out. I killing the primogen. Or you just want us to murder him, don't you? That's a... because I feel like the Tremere will not look kindly on us killing the primogen. The Tremere will never know if everything goes to plan. The Tremere will know that I did it, and I am untouchable by the Tremere. I appreciate your con. I I kind of like this guy. He's also untouchable. You are definitely not untouchable, Clear. Well, clearly, I'm a god-made mortal. I'm clearly touchable, but not to you. Okay, fine, I accept, and I'll stick my hand out. Edward takes it, clasps it. Thank you. You'll be fine. I just can't be seen to be doing it. Okay, I do like this guy. He's pretty good. Tommaso holds out his hand. I'm in. Good. You'll be needed. Just make sure you keep taking care of Jed for me, okay? I am a fan. Jed takes care of me. Ah, very nice. (laughs) (laughs) The homoeroticism in this episode. (laughs) Good. I'm okay with it. Me too. Good. All right, let's do this. Can you give us uh, lodgings for the night? Of course. My Elysium has havens for kindred of all kind. Okay. I kind of prefer the my my bus, but it's fine. Look at this fancy lad. Okay, we'll make it a sleepover. It's fine. You tell me what accommodations Edward has for guests. Oh, the same that he had for the coterie members, which was a full bedroom with monogrammed. Everyone gets pajama suits. Everyone. Silk, monogrammed. What is the monogram? Is it an E? No, it's your initials. He custom makes them every time. Like, but yeah, no, it's extravagant. Like, to the tens, like rooms that we would stay in. Okay, do I even need to go to this ward? Or can I just stay here for a couple of days? No, no, you're, you're, you're part coming. of the, You're part of the deal. Yeah, oh. we got into this because of your mess. But you're this coming. luxurious bed. I know, right? Yeah, yeah enjoy this, it. This is the way that done. we should be treated. <laughs> if only our boss would like. Treat us this way. Eh, he's not my boss, so that's why we don't get treated this way. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, so my bedroom has monogrammed pajamas <laughs> and gold sheets, and it's very luxurious. Yeah, but you clearly aren't oozing the wealth that Edward is. Then they would clearly. He seems to pass it around a little more. Yeah. Huh. Huh. But then, how would they know that I'm better than them? They 
would this assume is like that billionaire versus millionaire right here i believe i just inherited two million dollars <laughs> is a millionaire that could be a billionaire if he just get out of his own way <laughs> the sun rises over kingsport the day passes all right, that, that's my kind of episode. You didn't make me roll one time. I'm sorry, listeners, for having no rolls, but this was an important expository episode and group exploration therapy session for all of us. Hey, I loved it. Hey, everyone. We're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and you have also been listening to... Ben playing Tommaso. Russell playing Gordon. Yo, this is Josh playing... Clear Visions. Nick playing Jason. Tune in next session. We release an episode every other Monday. Also, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to hear from you on social media. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit at Monster Game Night. Also, please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Word of mouth is the best way for a small, independent show like ours to grow. I hope that you can come to our next Monster, Monster Game, Game Night. Night. Gang, gang, gang. He has a he has a grenade room. Come on, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like you know those uh, anger rooms where you break things. Yeah, Edward is right next to him. Like this is how I relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see you're a man of sport as well. <laughs>